When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. My name is Tyler Hunt here covering everything Wisconsin Athletics. On today's show, we've got a lot of updates to get you guys. First, we'll start with a recruit commitment, which is an interesting piece for the 2023 class. After that, we'll talk about a recent transfer portal commitment that we talked about a little bit last week. We'll get you some updates on there and some updates on some other recruiting news regarding some of the top prospects for Wisconsin in the 2023 and 2024 class. We'll have some other football discussions in there at the end as well. And we've got a little bit of basketball to talk about in big man Gus Yaldon narrowing down his top four. So plenty to get to on today's show. But we'll start with the newest member of Wisconsin football in James Durand. He is the most recent commitment to Wisconsin, the second commit in that 2023 class. We have talked about him a little bit on the show previously. Um, he, he announced his commitment on early Friday morning. Um, he got some uh, out of Chandler, Arizona. Uh, he announced his commitment to the Wisconsin Badgers. So really, I think, a nice piece. And like I said, the second piece of that 2023 class, former three-star kid um, coming over from Basha High School out in Chandler, Arizona, a place that Wisconsin has had some success in the recruiting world trying to you know get out in that West Coast. Sometimes it's very hard to pull a player from the West out of that West Coast kind of time zone is how I, I think a lot of people like to look at it where – you know, the schools like Arizona, Arizona State, right in the backyard, California, right there. Sometimes it's very hard to get a player to come east and into the Midwest. If you've lived in Arizona for most of your life, coming to Wisconsin, you're going to have a little bit different in terms of a, a lifestyle, in terms of the winter. But I think this is a really nice pickup for Wisconsin, and I think it's a nice place where, as I mentioned, they've had some success recruiting in that area, the, you know, that Chandler, Arizona area, trying to get in there a little bit more. But they've also had some prospects that they've missed on. So this is not necessarily a footprint place for Wisconsin right now, but someone they're trying to make inroads. And I think this is a nice piece. So on three actually ranks Durant as a four-star uh, player, 247, and rivals rank him as a three-star. So a, a consensus ranking of a three-star. But one of the top players in the state of Arizona, number 10, according to on three's consensus ranking. So a nice piece out of that state that, again, has a lot of talent there. He had a, a quite a few list, uh, quite a few offers, uh, including Arizona, BYU, Cal, Colorado, Indiana, San Diego State, Utah, and some Ivy League schools. So very uh, as smart kid as well uh, as a very physically talented kid on the offensive line. And, and when you look at James Durant's highlight tape, I really think when you look at it, he looks like a guy that Wisconsin, with their system under Bob Bostad now, maybe taking that on. I think they, he could be turned into a, a really physical player that blossoms into, you know, you, you talk about sometimes a three-star recruit, 
some programs they see that and, and, and they don't necessarily get excited. I think Wisconsin, when you look at three star offensive linemen that you can kind of mold into what you want, this has the potential to, I think, be a great player for Wisconsin. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be an all conference type player, but I think based on the size, you know, 6'4, 275, the physicality that he shows on tape, I think this is a player that Wisconsin could really mold into a very good Big Ten offensive lineman in the future. And it's nice to see that some of these 2023 recruiting inroads that they've been taking, and we've talked about it on the podcast multiple times, Mickey Turner and this recruiting staff have been hitting the ground running. They've been throwing offers out left and right. A, a huge amount of this podcast the last month or so, with it kind of being a slow time, has been talking about some of these players and offers that they've thrown out. This was one of the guys that we talked about quite a, a while ago in terms of it was a good offer. We thought Wisconsin had a good shot here. We, we kind of talked about that, you know, it is West Coast kids. Sometimes that can be a little bit difficult to land, but Wisconsin made some inroads here and, and won out on this commitment. So a nice piece to that 2023 class. He's not going to be the highest rated player in the class. He's not going to be the lowest rated player. He's a nice foundational piece that Wisconsin does really well on, and I think he's going to be a really uh, nice pickup for Wisconsin. Where he starts in terms of position, lineman, um, is hard to know, but I think that's good. I think you have... You don't need to be pigeonholed into a certain position on the offensive line. The coaching staff, that's their job to figure out where he fits best. And if James Durant has the ability to show that he can play multiple positions and move around, even better. So it's nice to see that 2023 class starting to get some commitments. Of course, the first one being Tyler Jancy out of Batavia, Illinois, and now James Durant out of Chandler, Arizona. Right, up next, we've got another commitment, this time out of the transfer portal. We talked about it a little bit last episode of Kamoyla 2. Uh, we mentioned it, former Utah player, friends with Nick Herbig uh, in high school, high school teammates, uh, announced his commitment to Wisconsin at the safety position. So he's going to be joining UW via the transfer portal. And I think this is a huge pickup for the Badgers when you look at where they're at in terms of the safety room. Now, a few weeks ago, we talked about the safety room, what it kind of looked like, where it was kind of be, and and I think depth was a little bit of a concern at that spot. And you look at the cornerback room. You brought in a, quite a few transfers there. You felt good about the depth that you had there. Safety, not so much the case. You had Colin Wilder. You had Scott Nelson last year. Both of those two are on to their, you know, Scott Nelson signed with the Seahawks. Colin Wilder still looking at, at future prospects that way. So your two starters that played a bulk of your snaps last year along with John Torchio are gone. So you had some situations in the safety room where, you know, you're looking at Preston Zachman. He, he's going to be out indefinitely. Travion Blaylock is currently listed as out indefinitely. Hunter Wohler's a guy that you feel good about in there. Torchio's a guy that you feel good about in there. But you needed some depth in that safety room. And, and Latou really brings that. But he also, I think, brings not just a depth guy. I think he's a guy that can really compete for snaps at that first, you know, at, at those starter spots. You know, he played in 14 games for the Pac-12 champion Utah Utes last year. 19 tackles, three passes broken up. Um, he had a team-high 10 tackles and earned Pac-12 Freshman of the Week honors against USC last year. He was a first-team All-State player in Hawaii, both his senior and junior season. So this isn't just a kid that I think Wisconsin's bringing in to, to give them some depth and, and kind of fill out the numbers. I think this is a guy that they really feel like can make some plays for them. And, and give you a nice piece at that safety room. And as I mentioned, it's it's kind of not only a necessity, it's 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 really a, a it is a necessity. It's a big need in terms of getting some players in that room that you feel confident can go out there on Saturdays and make plays. Because you've got, as I mentioned, Zachman, Blaylock, two safeties that are 
possible guys to be in that rotation out right now. So the Badgers, you really only have four healthy safeties on the roster, and two of them, Owen Arnett and Bryce Carey, are walk-ons that have very little experience playing anywhere um, you know, post-high school that way. They've, he's, they've been in practice and stuff like that, but they haven't gotten those you know first-team snaps like that. So I think it's a nice piece for that immediate. I also really like that he has three seasons of eligibility, depending on the COVID math, and if he wants to enter that extra year, I would imagine he would. And I think he's a guy that could come in and really be one of your top three safeties. I mean, Hunter Waller is a top prospect that you've been very excited about for years. John Torchio is just a guy that has been making plays, and when he's around, you know, when he's out there, he's around the football and he makes things happen. He's going to be a, a guy that you really like and, and can lean on. But Kamoyla, too, I think comes in and, and really has the potential to be your third guy and maybe push for more. I think it's going to be a good competition for all three of these guys because while you talk about John Torchio, again, like I said, he's made plays. He hasn't played as many snaps as he's probably go- as he's going to this upcoming year. You know, He hasn't been a guy that has necessarily been out there every single snap for a defense. Like, you know, last year he had Colin Wilder, Scott Nelson, and Torchio was worked in the rotation. Him taking on a bigger role creates some new challenges. He needs to be, well, I said he's around the ball and making plays. You want to ask for more there. Hunter Waller, again, a very good prospect, a very good player that could give you a lot, but has still needs to take on more reps and, and give you more. Kamoyla, too, played a lot of football last year for Utah and will likely come over here to Wisconsin and, and com- compete for a job. So I'm excited to see how this kind of shapes the safety room, how these guys kind of compete moving forward. But I think it's now it gives you a much bigger sense of relief when you look at, as I mentioned, with, with Zachman and Blaylock right now banged up. You needed a third guy that you kind of felt comfortable with, and I think Kamoyla, too, gives you that and also brings you some safety depth for years to come with uh, multiple years, hopefully up to three years of eligibility moving forward. We've talked about some other commitments, so we'll continue on the recruiting trend. We'll give you guys some updates on some important players, some new offers that went out, keep you guys caught up on all things Wisconsin football recruiting. In terms of new offers, 2023 three-star wideout Frederick Moore out of St. Louis. Cardinal Ritter College Prep High School received an offer from Wisconsin earlier this week. Got a plenty of offers for him on his list. Arkansas, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Iowa State, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Texas A&M, Nebraska. A whole list uh, of, of strong offers in that area. But again, we talked about it last episode. St. Louis and that area is starting to be an area that Wisconsin is really trying to establish a foothold in. You've, we've talked about a lot of offers in from players in that state of Missouri and, and kind of that place where there's not a dominant college football program coming in uh, to recruit. You, of course, have the University of Missouri very close, but it's just not necessarily a, a place that a lot of schools have a strong football hold in, but it seems like a place with quite a bit of talent that Wisconsin feels that they can compete with. So I think this is a good offer, one that Wisconsin certainly has a chance of closing. Six-foot-tall receiver, 160 pounds, three-star prospect by on three in their consensus. Um, one number uh, one, 21 player in the state of Missouri last year, named first team all conference, 41 catches, 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, also a kick returner. Very nice speed. I, I think he's got a, a nice speed agility combo that will really catch teams' eye. There's a reason why he's got that sort of list. I think in terms of what you want to see from him over the course of the rest of his career at, at the high school level, being a 2023 kid, 
you like to see him get a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger moving forward. But the, 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 the speediness, the athleticism is certainly there. The agility is certainly there. And I think it's a, a nice player to have. Also on special teams, when you look at as, as possible return guy, he's a guy that you would really like, I think, to add on to this 2023 class. We just talked about it. They've got two commitments there, but they want to start seeing some of these offers that have gone out. Similar to James Duran end up with commitment. And that's what you want out of your recruiting program. Obviously, when you make an offer, you want to win that. And I think this is a player here that certainly Wisconsin could be in the running for late into his recruitment and certainly one to keep an eye on in Frederick Moore, again, out of St. Louis. Another new offer, 2024 four-star cornerback Eli Bowen out of Denton, Texas. Guyer High School earned an offer from Wisconsin this past week. Very talented defensive back. Ton of offers there as well. LSU, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Texas Tech. His older brother is a safety at Notre Dame, or, or sorry, I should say a commit to Notre Dame for the 2023 class. So that is one to certainly keep an eye on. Maybe Notre Dame is probably the leading front runner based on that, but you aren't, you know, aren't 100% sure that sometimes brothers play at other places, but when you have offers for both, that's certainly a nice place to have. So 5'9", 165 pounds, Two four, number, number 214 player in the nation by 247. Again, a guy that, in terms of his tape, what you kind of look for, not necessarily the biggest corner. And I know Wisconsin has started to kind of recruit a little bit more of the taller, bigger size cornerback yet. But he's got good skills in terms of ball hawking, defending the passes, good speed. Maybe he grows a little bit more and you... You know, maybe he he develops into more again a 2024 kid. Some of these guys can really change physically still over the course of their high school career. I know for myself, at 13, I topped out at 5'9, but that doesn't mean that other players and other people can't. And 2024 kid, still plenty of time to develop into more. So that will be one to keep an eye on. I'd say right now, Notre Dame seems like the consensus leader in the clubhouse, but still a long ways away from making a decision. All right, other top recruits. We just talked about it. Christian Brothers High School, St. Louis area. One of the prospects Wisconsin has their eye on is 2023 star defensive lineman Tyler Gant. He announced that he will be announcing his commitment in late June, June 29th, and that he is the top of the board guy for Wisconsin. So there's a, a nice official date there. He has the Badgers one of his final teams along with Illinois, Northwestern, Iowa, Iowa State, Kentucky, and Arkansas. So... A lot of schools from that Midwest area, as I mentioned, there's a lot of schools trying to get into that St. Louis area and, and establish some footholds in terms of recruiting. This was one that Wisconsin is very high on. Hopefully they can close the gap on this one because that would be the really the nice next piece in terms of recruitment and in terms of announcement dates. This would be the next guy that you have to really keep your eye on. So June 29th, Tyler Gant, one of the top prospects for Wisconsin, top of the board guys announcing his commitment. Fingers crossed that it goes the Badgers way. I think you got to feel good about it right now, but a lot of other schools in that mix as well that will be making their their late push over over the next few weeks to uh, get him to make a decision there. Official visit season is upon us. 2023 three-star offensive tackle Joe Crocker out of Nashville, Tennessee will be visiting campus on the first weekend of June. So that's another top-of-the-board guy that Wisconsin is going to have on campus from the beautiful city of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, back to Madison, a, a nice connection there, as well as 2023 three-star Ashton Sanders out of Los Angeles, Cathedral High School, will also be in Madison that weekend. So busy weekend for the, the Badgers coming up in terms of official visits. That's really nice to see, and we'll keep an eye on all of those as we move forward here.
Before we switch gears, got a couple other offers to talk to you guys about before we get into some basketball talk and some other football discussions. 2023 three-star defensive lineman Jamel Howard Jr. out of Chicago Marist High School earned an offer from Wisconsin this past week. 11 reported offers in Illinois, Iowa State, and many other schools in the MAC. He's uh, very, I, I think, a player that Wisconsin could really feel good about in terms of their 2023 board. 6'3", 300 pounds, so a peer that could be a guy that gives you depth at the nose tackle position. When you look at it, Keanu Benton, possibly you know, done after this year, a top prospect likely on the NFL draft board. Behind him, you've got Curtis Neal, who's a guy that's kind of up and coming at that nose tackle position from the last recruiting class, coming off a knee surgery. We'll see how he develops, but you certainly want some depth there. And, and this seems to be a player that, in terms of the defensive lineman spot, Jamal Howard, Jamal Howard, excuse me, should be a, a guy that is top of the board because he kind of fills that that role. Sometimes you aren't really sure what sort of defensive lineman you're going to get, um, but already put already has a two four seven uh, prediction in there from two. Excuse me, a interesting that Evan Flood has a two four seven prediction in there for the crystal ball for Wisconsin, and the on three recruiting prediction machine has installed Wisconsin as the favorite to land although the offer is fairly new. So it's really a, a really interesting one to keep an eye on there. Another official visit while we're talking about those, 2023 four-star defensive lineman Mike Gardner. Again, Peoria, Arizona, similar to that Chandler, Arizona area, has an official visit set to Wisconsin for the first weekend in June as well. The last and final offer to talk about to you guys is Rico Scott, a wide receiver, 5'11", 2024 class, four-star kid out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. A strong list of offers for him as well. This one, is, as I mentioned, as these 2023 offers are ones that I think you now, Wisconsin, you know, you look at it when you're throwing out 2024 offers, sometimes you're just throwing offers out to gauge interest to kind of get guys on your board. 2023 is now starting to look like, okay, guys are getting closer to making a decision. That funnel of school after school is starting to get narrowed down into, you know, top tens, top five, cut down lists, official visits. So those are the ones that I think if you're a Wisconsin fan trying to follow recruiting, certainly you want to see Wisconsin making offers for a four-star wide receiver, but maybe your focus is more in on guys that right now seem to be a closer to a decision, and that would be 2023 kids you know, coming to official visits, having setting commitment dates, stuff like that for potential ones. But this is a nice offer for Wisconsin. Rico Scott, uh, again, class of 2024, a good list of schools, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Penn State, Pitt. Texas A&M, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. Strong strong receiver, a little bit taller at 5'11". Good size, good hands in terms of physicality. Um, a guy that can really go after the ball. So we'll see there. You know, a guy out of Pennsylvania, Penn State, is always a school that can win that as well as Pitt. So certainly something to keep an eye on, but uh, an offer that is, again, a 2024 offer is a little bit further away. All right, now we'll go ahead and get into some other football talk. we got an interesting article to talk about from Drew in the transfer portal, kind of what's going on in the world over there. Before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about home field apparel. As I mentioned, guys, big new Saturday, season four coming out soon. Their first school to be dropping there is going to be the Arkansas Razorbacks. So if you're looking for a Likely a very cool, probably Woo Pig Suey shirt that will be coming out in the first week of Big New Saturday Season 4, dropping 521 at noon Eastern. So make sure to go over and check that out if you're kind of wondering what the Big New Saturday Season kind of deal is. Sign up for text. You'll you sign up for the Big New Saturday. You'll get up to 40% off on your weekly t-shirt that they pick. I have to say, you just got to trust 
the home field apparel group that they are going to give you a fire t-shirt but it's a huge amount of savings and really a, a nice pickup in terms of the first school i think arkansas despite wisconsin's uh, less than ideal love for them in terms of the past and what happened with brett bielema on a school to get big news saturday season four started so make sure to go over and check them out homefieldapparel.com if you're looking to sign up make sure you do so before that first week and you'll get an arkansas t-shirt to start you off and who knows the the collection they say it's their biggest one ever and i have to trust in home field apparel that they're going to uh, lead you into a positive direction in terms of what they'll be dropping in this big new saturday season four the first one was great second one was great this past season it's going to be hard to top but it's uh, they sound confident that big new saturday season four will be their biggest ever all right make sure you go check them out homefieldapparel.com let's get into that article as i just mentioned from Drew Ham. It's over on Bucky'sFifthQuarter.com. Go kind of check it out. It's kind of a deep dive into how Wisconsin and other schools have benefited with the transfer portal over the last few years. Now, if you're paying attention to college football, you know that right now transfer portal is a very hotly debated topic among coaches, fans, boosters, everything in terms of the transfer portal, NIL. Of course, you, the big story right now is, is wideout Jordan Addison out of Pitt entered the transfer portal rumors that USC was tampering and, and talking to him before he officially entered the school and kind of right now talks that he's looking to make the most money and USC has the ability to offer him the most money in that and that's why he may go there he may return to Pitt it's really just kind of I think a, a picture of what's to come for the transfer portal NIL but in terms of this article and in the hot debate it's kind of looking at you know how schools are being affected by the transfer portal, whether in a positive or negative light. I think for Wisconsin, we've seen it over the past few years that so far, in terms of the graph and the charts, it, it backs this up as well. Wisconsin's in a, in a very good spot. They haven't lost a ton of huge snaps, in terms, a ton of win shares, anything like that. Of course, you look at it, Wisconsin lost some valuable players to the transfer portal. Jack Cohn went to Notre Dame, had a good year. Caden Lyles transferred to Florida State. Who knows how that will end up. You had Jalen Berger transferred out. That is certainly a loss at the running back position. But when you look at Wisconsin, Jalen Berger transferred out. And then it eventually led to Braylon Allen getting his opportunity and, and running with that and being the top running back in the Big Ten. So are you at all? I mean, it, it's certainly a loss, snap, lost in terms of stats and snaps. But is it a, a positive? We'll have to see so far. Wisconsin certainly in a spot where... They have not been hurt by the transfer portal too much. And if anything, they've certainly gained. You look at Ches Malusi, you got a variety of now a safety transfer coming in, a variety of cornerback transfers coming in. But there's a lot of other schools that are, are doing that as well. Right now, I hate to use the cliche wild, wild west, but it does feel like NIL and the transfer portal were in the early days of it. It's kind of unknown as to what is going to be a net positive and net negative for how this all kind of shakes out. There's still rules getting put in place. There's still criteria and things they're trying to figure out, and, and we'll see how it affects the sport long-term. But so far for Wisconsin, been in a very good spot in terms of the transfer portal. The Make sure to go over check over the, out the article. I think it's just a really interesting read-up, and if you're looking at, if you're a, a Wisconsin football fan, you want to kind of see how this is impacting other schools around them. I think it's a really interesting read. And, and of course, from Anthony Tresh was the, the man who wrote, wrote up and, and brought most of the stats together from uh, Pro Football Focus there. So it's an interesting read, so make sure to just go over and check it out. I wanted to touch on it briefly here. 
But it looks like Wisconsin is so far so good in terms of how the transfer portal has kind of affected them. But certainly that can change quickly. And we've seen you know players both come in and out, and that's going to continue. That's not going away anytime soon. If anything, you're going to see it more. So, so far, hopefully Wisconsin can continue to keep that stability. They brought in, it seems like, more guys that are, are going to be quick guys that get into the rotation early and, and lost guys that maybe didn't quite fit. And, and so far, we haven't seen them really latch on at their new schools quite yet. And hopefully that does change. Anyone that leaves for Wisconsin, leaves Wisconsin still want to see them have success. But an interesting thing to keep an eye on as we move forward into this new world of NIL and, and transfer portal data. Right up next, we continue on with our spring positional outlook, preview, whatever you want to call it. We've done the safety room, we've done the cornerback room, we've done outside linebackers, and now we'll hop back into inside linebackers. I do apologize. There's been a little bit of a gap between the positional preview outlook, but with the NFL draft and spring volleyball wrapping up, we wanted to make sure to give those due attention, and now we'll get back into some of our previews. And as I said, we'll talk about the inside linebacker room. We do the same kind of categories every week, or every position, I should say. And we'll start with the odds-on favorites to start week one. And I think that's an interesting one when you look at this right now. I would have to say, based on what we've kind of gathered from spring football now kind of being over, that it seems like Tate Grass, the, the, the Red Shoe Jr., seems to be the odds-on favorite to be one of the starters, along with Jordan Turner, who I don't think is that I don't think is as big of a surprise. When you look at it last year, you had Sanborn, you had Chanel playing 99% of the st- snaps. Mike Mascalunas was your third guy. So you're kind of coming to this inside linebacker room pretty fresh. So I think those two are probably the guys that you look to and say they're probably the most game ready and guys that you can feel good about getting in there after that. Jake Cheney is a guy that I've always thought was going to be a very strong player at some point in his career. I think he's got the ability to be that maybe push, take grass for a starting spot, push for one of those two spots, but be a nice third option for you as well there. I just think Jake, I've I've always thought very highly of Jake Cheney. I think he's a player that could really blossom into more. Then you've got the interesting players in terms of now as we kind of get into other players to watch, Cheney's probably in in that category. And then after that, Muma and Jogmeta, a guy that, of course, we've certainly, you know, a guy that picked up football late in his high school career, really developed athletically and could be a nice piece, but who knows where he's at in terms of an Oz redshirt junior with opportunity to get on the field with, with Chanel and Sanborn gone. It'll be interesting to see how he kind of develops and where he ends up on the depth chart. And then the other big one is Spencer Lytle. You look at a guy like him, move from the outside linebacker position over to the inside, you would have to think Wisconsin did that for a reason. Now, is it to get him on the field more? Is it to get someone else uh, in the outside linebacker room more? I would think it's probably more of the, the former than the latter, where they want to see what Spencer Lytle can do at that inside linebacker spot. So he's a player to certainly watch because I thought he looked like a very promising outside linebacker prospect. So for them to move him away from outside linebacker, and move him inside, you would have to think there's a pretty good reason behind that. Because as I said, he seemed like a very talented outside backer. And to move him away as a guy that could you know, do really well in the pass rush, in pass coverage, it seems like an interesting one to, to keep an eye on. But certainly a guy that you could see develop into something just be based on pure athleticism at the inside linebacker as well. So that'll be one to certainly keep an eye on as we move forward here. In terms of our next category, those are kind of the other players to watch. I think the up-and-coming kind of dark horse player here is Grotzlop. I mean, he was a guy that we talked about very highly on this podcast in the past during his recruitment. 
just a guy that seems so physically gifted, so physically kind of freak athletically that when he came to Wisconsin and now going to be a redshirt freshman, maybe could blossom into something quickly in terms of his career. The athleticism is just, it just jumps out to you. If you watch his high school tape, he seems like a guy that now he's been a year in the program. He's been, you know, in the weight room, the diet, learning the, the system like that. The athleticism com- coupled with that seems like he could be a guy that really makes a splash moving forward or Wisconsin. I won't say that he's going to jump one of these other guys that we've talked about, but it's certainly a possibility which put, kind of pegs him perfectly for that up-and-coming kind of dark horse category because you just don't know. You know the potential's there. I do think at some point he's going to be a great linebacker for Wisconsin, but until we see it on the field, he's more in that dark horse category. But certainly a guy to keep an eye on now that spring is wrapped up. We'll see how he goes into fall and, and maybe later into next year as maybe a guy that works into that inside linebacker rotation because it just seems like a guy that, when you watch the tape, somewhat hard to keep him off the field. The next category, we always do the key player at the position. And I think this one for the inside linebacker room is, is very tough because you look at it this past year, as I mentioned, Jack Sanborn, Leo Chanel, Mike Mascalunas, that was your whole inside linebacker room, now gone. So to be able to sit here and say, this guy's the key player at this position, it's hard to know because we haven't really seen a lot of these guys in game action. So I would think it's probably your starters going into it right now of Tate Grass, Jordan Turner, Jake Cheney, but it's kind of a crapshoot as to who is that key player at that position. I think when you look at it, you want to have a guy like Tate Grass, who's kind of developed into more, be a potential guy, but Jordan Turner's a guy that you pegged in his recruitment for to be a Big Ten inside linebacker starter, and that's where you want from him now as a, as a redshirt sophomore. You want him to jump into that role. So Jake Cheney is, is, is one as well, and he's maybe a year behind that. So I, I would say if you had to pick one, Jordan Turner's probably a guy because that's who you recruited him for, to be your inside linebacker starter when – Sanborn and Chanel eventually moved on. Now, does Chanel, you know, leaving a year early change that a little bit? Yeah, but you would hope that a guy like him is, is ready to develop developed enough to jump into that role whenever he gets the shot. So I, I'd say right there, that's probably your key player at that position right now, but it really could make an argument for any of these guys moving forward. Rolls it into the next point in terms of area of concern for this inside linebacker room is just the inexperience. I, we just talked about it. 100% of your snaps are gone from last year. You know, you had guys, you know, like, like Cheney and, and, and Turner and Grass. They've gotten worked into, uh, you know, some games like that. They've got some game action, but they haven't taken on a full game, full workload at the Big Ten level to, to know whether you've got what you've got at those positions. So inexperience, definitely one. And, and with that, with that getting more experience, do they pan out the way you want to? I think Wisconsin, in terms of recruiting, especially at that inside linebacker room, you've got to trust that Bob Bo said, Bobby April, and, and the guys that have been after uh, the recruiting, both the insides and outside linebackers. You feel good about that. But how does that group, you know, how does their development look when they take on that full workload with that inexperience? How does that change things? We'll have to wait and see. But certainly that's probably the area that I would think is kind of most talked about in terms of this inside linebacker room is just the fact that you have so much to replace with guys that don't have a ton of experience, how will that pan out in the future? We just don't know quite yet, but that's why you have spring football, that's why you have fall camp, and we'll see how the Badgers line up in September. All right, in terms of football news and, and talk, that kind of wraps up everything there. We do have a couple basketball news and notes to get to you guys real quickly. Johnny Davis, invited to the NBA Combine. Awesome to see for him. Hopefully he can continue to develop. 
as he moves forward into the NFL state, or excuse me, NFL NBA stages of his career. Could probably play in the NFL as well, former high school quarterback, right? So really good for him. Excited to see where he ends up in the NBA. I think you look at past Wisconsin players that went out of the pros, strong, you know, Frank Kaminsky, uh, Naismith Player of the Year, you know, a strong guy, now kind of a bench role NBA guy. I hope Johnny Davis can go in and, and really get some solid minutes for a team and be in the right situation, but you know, likely a top 10, 15 pick at worst, you would think. And hopefully this NBA draft combine kind of allows them to, or allows him to develop into more and, and prove to more people that he's, that he's a very solid player at that next level. Last but not least, in terms of Wisconsin basketball news, Gus Yaldon has announced his commitment date will be May 17th via Instagram. He's narrowed his top four down to Nebraska, College of Charleston, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. So three Big Ten programs in the running for one of their top big men on the board. you got to feel good about Wisconsin's chances, but I know Rutgers has made a very strong push for him out of Asheville, North Carolina. Former guy, former player that played in Appleton and, and grew up in Wisconsin. You feel that that connection's there, but certainly a, a piece to keep an eye on, and we'll get a decision from one of the top prospects for Wisconsin basketball here on May 17th via Instagram. So make sure to follow him over there and check that out. Of course, we'll discuss whether they win out on him or lose out on him, kind of the ramifications for Wisconsin basketball as we move forward. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. As always, thank you for listening. We'll be back with you probably next week. It looks like we'll probably only have one episode this week, but as we move into the summer months and there's less news, I don't want to force an episode if it's not there. So we'll see when we come back to you, but make sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. And whenever we do drop a new episode, it'll be right there in your podcasting app. Thank you for listening on Wisconsin. Yeah.